Hello. Hello, hello. You are listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM. up the volume indeed you're listening to student radio maastricht on rtv 107.5 fm my name is sham your tech for today and in the studio gathered around the microphone is a pretty cool um, pretty cool organization from you're from the university now yes yes yeah so by the way yeah it's called free palestine maastricht so please introduce yourselves uh, umar 
Thank you very much, Sham. Uh, so, hi, I'm uh, Omar Ashur from uh, Egypt. I'm studying at the moment uh, in the University of Maastricht. I'm doing medicine and I'm part of Free Palestine Maastricht. And this is Dana. Hello, lovely people. My name is Dana and uh, I'm from Gaza, Palestine. And I am also a student here at Maastricht University. I study law and I'm also part of the lovely organization Free Palestine Maastricht. And lastly, but not least, um, hi, I'm Nadine. Um, I study European public health uh, and I'm actually a local. I'm born and raised uh, in Maastricht. And uh, yeah, cool. that's, uh, uh, want to know okay. me. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm really glad you guys made it. And yeah, we have to say thank you very thank much, you RTV. Yeah, um, well, thank you for RTV for allowing us to use your studios. Um, I might still make some mistakes on the tech. Um, <laughs> just so you know who to blame. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, we're good to go. Do you do you want to say something else or should we start with the first, uh, first track? I think we can kick off. Yeah. yeah, shall we kick it off with the first track? This one is called Long Live Palestine by Loki. The one and only Loki. Yeah. The one and only. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> This is for Palestine, the Mona, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for the answer. With a shock at taking tears in the place from the laughter. We only live Palestine, we only live Gaza. Palestine, the Mona, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for the answer. With a shock at taking tears in the place from the laughter. We only live Palestine. While we listen to tunes made by ignorant fools Israel blocked the UN from delivering food They bring in the troops and you won't even glimpse at the news They make money off the products that we're quick to consume And it's not simply a question of different views Forget emotions, this is facts, what I spit is the truth Makes no difference if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew They're just people living in different conditions to you They still die when you bomb their schools Mosques and hospitals, it's not because of rockets Please God, can you stop this all? I'm not related to the strangers on the TV, but I relate, cause those strangers could have been me, words could never ever explain the raw tragedy, it's not a war, they're just murdering more rapidly, and we're automatically supporting pure savagery, imagine how you feel if this was your family. For peace, times of war, we shan't surrender. Remember, it didn't start in this dark December. Every coin is a bullet if you're Marks and Spencer. And when you're sipping Coca Cola, that's another pistol in the holster of them soulless soldiers. You say you know about the Zionist lobby, but you put money in their pocket when you're buying their coffee. Talking about revolution sitting in Starbucks. The fact is, that's the type of thinking I can't trust, let alone. Even start to respect before you talk Learn the meaning of that scarf on your neck Forget Nestle, yeah. Obama Promise Israel 30 billion over the next decade They're trigger happy and they're crazy Think about that when you're putting Huggies nappies on your baby Just 
the war over stolen land Why do you think little boys are throwing stones at tanks And we'll never really know how many people are dead They drop bombs on innocent girls while they sleep in their bed Don't get offended by facts, just try and listen Nothing is more anti-Semitic than Zionism So please don't bring bad vibes when you speak to me There's plenty of bad vibes that agree with me It's your choice what you do with this message Don't get it confused, I view this from a human perspective How many more resolutions have to be violated? How many more children have to be annihilated? Israel is a terror state, they're terrorists that terrorize I testify my television, televised and telling lies This is not a war, it is systematic change Genocide, but whatever they try, Palestine will never die. Wow, thank you so much for that amazing song, guys. This was um, Long Live Palestine by Loki, the one and only Loki. You wanted to say something about it, uh, Omar. Yeah, it's great that we actually play this song. Thanks to Sham for that. Um, Because at the moment, Loki is, um, he's he's a British rapper who raps, as you guys heard about Palestine um, and about, in general, the complicity of uh, the UK government in a lot of different uh, human rights violations. And he's currently being silenced by the Israeli lobby in the UK. They've started a, uh, um, a petition to get him off Spotify. So the fact that we're streaming him is actually supporting it uh, directly or indirectly. So it's great that we get to listen to it. Cool. Cool. Yeah, and um, yeah, could you could you please say a few words about um, the Free Palestine Maastricht oh organization? Like, since when have you existed, and absolutely, how did it come about? Absolutely. So I'll I'll kick us off, and um, we Free Palestine Maastricht um, started around October two thousand and twenty as a very small group of people who gathered uh, at the market in Maastricht to hold vigils for Palestine every month, and um, it was a pretty small group. And we started growing um, following the events in May 2021, which you might remember, the Israeli bombings uh, in Gaza. And there was quite a, a, you know, as it happens, an event occurs in Palestine and you have this media outrage. People start talking about it and then people start getting attracted to the cause a bit more. So we noticed a lot more people joining, a lot more people wanting to do something um, about Palestine. And that's when we... uh, started to expand as a group, organize ourselves, and now we stand as a collective um, of mainly university students in, the, in Maastricht um, who organize around Palestine solidarity, decoloniality, and seeking true, injust- uh, true justice um, in the city and the university as well. Cool, cool. And the, is it also part of the, the academics that you, you study or you learn? So for some of us it is. So we have uh, some members, for example, people studying law like Dana and uh, those who study politics and social sciences as well um, do come in touch a lot with Palestine in the university and in the curricula. And there's a lot of decolonizing to be done in the curriculum as well. So yeah, it does. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. And um, and how, how, how big is this? 
It's this uh, organization, if I may ask. So right now we're a group of around 40 students uh, on the organizing side, but there's definitely a lot of people who join regularly and who take part because what we uh, solidify on, what we focus on is uh, that we want to take action, right? We don't want to just be sitting here tired of what's happening, tired of the injustice in Palestine and the complicity of the place we live in. We want to do something about it. Um, so, and, and it's a very diverse group. We've got uh, students, we've got non-students, uh, people with all kinds of academic backgrounds, um, and really anyone with any level of knowledge is welcome in the group. Um, so yeah, and we've, we've decided to focus um, our activities on the university as well, seeing as Maastricht is a student city, the university is a large institution, and we know how to speak to students, we are students, so it makes True. sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Um, I think that's pretty much who we are, and I, I think it's really important, especially in a city like Maastricht, to have a collective of the sort, um, to sort of burgeon or like help flourish uh, new, like proper, genuine, honest solidarity between people. Also for our Palestinian people here, which are a lot to like feel like they're supported um, in their in the identities, which is also like a struggle on its own, d aside from the political, colonial. Um, other isms, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And what we've mainly been doing is, uh, so some people tuning in may have first seen Free Palestine Maastricht when we started organizing protests back in May. There was quite a, quite a few large ones on the Freitag at the Markt. Mm -hmm. um, we marched through the city um, and that's how it began, you know. We began really as an activist group in the streets. We still very much are an activist group in the streets, but we also want to expand and reach people who uh, maybe need to learn some more about the uh, issue at hand before becoming that activist. So we've uh, started doing lectures at the university, panel discussions, screenings of certain movies, inviting speakers, um, uh, having workshops. So really anything that you can think of, any kind of event or activity that brings you closer to learning about uh, Palestine or decoloniality in a broader context, um, we do. And we also aim to do that through things that are not just academic and and not boring, but you know, not just not just teaching, but through culture. So dance workshops, embroidery, uh, these kinds of things as well are very much uh, what we do. True, true, true. Oh yeah, in fact, uh, we did announce on this very student radio that there was a Dabda dance. Dabka, yes. Dabka, yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. But I have a question for you, Dana, because you, 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 did, you are from Gaza. Yes. Do you have a Palestinian passport? Is that a thing? Uh, I do actually, but it's it's not recognized. Um, so a lot of people, a lot of Palestinians don't have passports, but a lot of, like a small group of them that were refugees in Gaza, or that are from Gaza, um, were given passports after the 1940, like after the Oslo Accords, sorry. Um, I do have a passport, but it's not recognized. So like, for example, in the Gemente here, I am registered as unknown because they refuse to take my passport. So that's a thing, um, but yeah. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. We did have an episode entirely dedicated to the idea of passport, which is still mind-boggling. I mean, <laughs> as a um, as a means of movement, somehow. To me, it's more like a means of restriction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Passports are a byproduct of nation states and borders, which are, I think, by definition, by their creation, are meant to restrict us and confine us to nationalities or certain peoples mm. to divide us. Um, so yeah, I, com I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, true. when you think of the concept, it doesn't make any sense and it's ridiculous. So if you're born in this country, also when you look at the list, um, there is a ranking 
uh, on the passport list of like the passport that oh, is um um, I don't know what the list said, but basically um, the best passport is a passport that's recognized everywhere and that comes with a lot of privileges. So when you think of it like that, like it doesn't make sense how the place you're born would decide the privilege you have and by which countries you would be recognized, which countries you'd be allowed to enter. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is called a passport. It's a bit of an ironic name in it. Um, it's it's more like a like a restrictive thing rather than um absolutely and and something that. Eb- enables you to go somewhere and quite ironically as well our first episode was on on human migration or songs about migration so the idea was that music and migration is so intrinsically linked and the reason is ironic because indeed like b- being from gaza like they are the people now who cannot leave mm-hmm. um, yeah, no yeah uh, so yeah it's <laughs> Yes it's or no? It's a bit of a weird situation. Yes, <laughs> they cannot leave, and no, they cannot leave. <laughs> like yeah. I'm agreeing with you because no, they can't. Um, it's it's really like a heinous human rights violation situation in Gaza, and not only speaking of human rights terms, which are also like very very Western constructs of where we appeal to morality for, um, but it's just completely inhumane. People, 2.3 people, 2.3 million yeah. people in less than 400 meters squared. It's incredibly dense, ruined infrastructure, little to no resources, um, and people can't go in or out for treatment or anything. Like I was very lucky to be able to go there because you, you know I was just there, um, but it was only because I have a residency here, so it's also like related to passports. So um, yeah, but otherwise, on the road there were cancer patients, people that were dying that were applying to permits continuously, and most of the time you're gonna get denied. So. Yeah, and then bureaucracy becomes a way of life at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know, Sham, we tried to. So it's a very, it's a humanitarian crisis, like Dan has mentioned. But we also tried to look beyond the pure humanitarian side of things. You know, there's settler colonialism. Yes. Is, Israel is illegally occupying Palestine and inflicting this upon the Palestinians. We can't mm-hmm. simply look at the humanitarian side and only feel sympathy mm-hmm. and not feel the need to change something about what's happening. So um, yes. that's part of what we're trying to to raise awareness around. You know, it's, it's settler occupation, settler colonialism, it's apartheid, it's um, military occupation, mm-hmm. and it's something that the country we're in right now supports, the city we're in right now supports. Wow. And the university we study in. And the university we study in. <laughs> some some shout outs to UM. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is this is free press. This is how it works. <laughs> All right, that's 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 a bit of an intense start, and I think it's going to stay intense for the rest of the episode. Let's hope so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is not an easy topic, um, but I'm glad. I'm I'm so glad you're here, and I think I will also learn something by the end of the day here. Um, but in the meantime. Shall we shall we move on to the next song? Yes, please. This one is called Intro to Shamstep.
You are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. We are live from the studios of RTV on Mankastrat in Maastricht and joining us in the studio today is Omar. Can you give us a shout? Hello. Um, Nadine. Nadine. Hi. And Dana. Hello, hello. Right. And you are here from the um, from the organization Free Palestine Maastricht? Yes, that's right. And yeah thank you very much for explaining very briefly like your your origins and how you started and indeed why why this exists and um I just wanted yeah. to add like a short note sure. um on Omar's explanation um because he uses a lot of words like um colonialism and um settler colonialism and imperialism and if the, if you have no idea what these words mean come to our next meeting we'll explain them perfect that yeah. way you don't have to read a wikipedia page on it <laughs> Which might also be useful, but indeed, indeed, yep. Uh, towards the end of the show, you can announce your your events, and uh, yeah, I think the audience might be uh, quite quite interested in joining in. Then, super yeah. nice, right? And uh, yeah, please, please continue. I mean, you you also have like a strong academic background, uh, as we were discussing. Yes, thanks, Sham. Um, so um, Dan is also going to talk a bit about how, why we're doing this in Maastricht. So why specifically here? Um, okay, so. Generally, for us, like why we do what we do uh, on general outlook, uh, especially in relation to the support of the Palestinian cause in the Netherlands and also in the wider West, um, we advocate for the Palestinian people's rights to return to self-determination, which are very, very fundamental rights when we speak about human rights, especially when it comes to refugees, for example, like we were just talking about this before the song break, um, being a refugee being outside Palestine, being a Palestinian your own, but you're not able to go back, you know. Um, whenever it's not a Palestinian person, this right is a given, it's a, it's a default, but for the Palestinian people it's not and it needs to be fought for. It's one of the most contentious colonial issues of the modern world. Um, and, you know, there's, when it comes to the case of Palestine, there's always a debate, there's always a complex situation to be discussed. Um, to be sure, it does generate conflict between colonialist usurpers and the indigenous population of, pe- like of the Palestinian people. Uh, yet colonialism is remains a unilateral process, but yet the West continues to debate it, um, especially within the purview of Western Europe and, of course, the US, but that's a whole different story. Um, Shit story. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, there, there is no symmetry of power or responsibility. Uh, in settler colonialism, which Zionism represents, the natives are destined to be eliminated either physically or by being displaced and marginalized. And there's a huge Palestinian population here, and also migrants, which was your last topic. And um, it's it's really important to show support. It's really important to show solidarity, uh, the sense of inclusive and shared polity between us. And I think that's what we aim for on, on the greater scale. And so, so we sort of aim to raise local awareness and national awareness as well on the ongoing human rights violations in, in Palestine committed by the Israeli apartheid regime. And it is apartheid. It's not really up for negotiation, you know. Um, and the heinous crimes that no one is held accountable for. And for you to be able to hold an entity accountable, you need to raise your voice. You need to resist in every form possible. You need to make your voices very, very heard and stand your ground, and that's what we're trying to advocate for and try to do our own self, like our, in, in the best way possible. Um, and, but most importantly, like from within here in the Netherlands, 
why we do what we do is not only to have the West sympathize with the Palestinian people, but for all the people to understand that the same system that causes the Palestinian people's dismay is the same system that rules over them here, except there, there's some sort of certain privilege where you're not feeling that misfortune, you're not feeling those violations directly, but they're there, and most of the time they're a byproduct of the West, of, this, of the government here, of the funds that they have, of the relations that they had, diplomatic ties, business ties that they have with Israel, which are directly affecting the very humanity and presence and being of the Palestinian people in Palestine. Um, so basically there's an aim of a true understanding of intersectional struggle and solidarity, and that is mainly why we do what we do. Because when one of us struggles in part, one part of the world, we all feel for it and we all should stand for it. There is no system of oppression that stands without another supporting it. And that's what ha what's happening here in the Netherlands and also particularly in Maastricht. Uh, Omar can also tell you a little bit about what's happening here with UM as well, Netherlands, in the Netherlands. And um, yeah, the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you, Dana. And, uh Basically, I mean, it, as Dana really well put it, if you zoom out a bit and look at the world um, as it is today, and there's so many issues that riddle this world, that's why people get you know fatigued, they don't want to hear about another problem that's happening. You have the climate crisis, um, housing, that is becoming an issue even in the Netherlands where we are right now, uh, police brutality, police racism, um, the migrant crisis, as it's called, and sexist structures in certain European countries even blocking things like access to safe abortion. All of these things seem very disconnected and uh, they seem as, as of that they're separate issues. Um, but when you look at it and you look at the, the way underlying all of this is a capitalist system yes. that really aims to yes. capitalize on every aspect of human existence um, at whatever cost that comes at. And eventually it manifests in these different ways. And as long as you keep these different affected groups divided, nothing's ever going to change because they're each going to be divided and fighting for their own little thing and not looking at the bigger picture, right? Um, but that's that's what you need to sort of overcome and bridge and see the way the fact that uh, Israel is still allowed to, with impunity, occupy Palestine and impose military apartheid on the Palestinians is linked to the fact that we have governments that are unwilling to act on the climate crisis, that we have governments that are rejecting black migrants but accepting white migrants. Yeah. These things are all very much linked. Um, and the Netherlands is, is just one part of uh, Western or Northwestern Europe that is very much an active player in all of this. It, the Netherlands doesn't sit by and watch. That would already be bad, but it doesn't just sit by and watch. The Netherlands has arms deals with Israel. The Netherlands has diplomatic ties with Israel. And even if we zoom in on Maastricht itself, the university has um, a, an agreement, a collaborative agreement with the Hebrew University, which is based in occupied Jerusalem. And if anyone's uh, following what's happening in occupied Jerusalem right now, Palestinians have been um, arrested, beaten and killed over the last few days in the beginning of Ramadan, um, simply for, for being around um, the center of Jerusalem. And this is an occupied city. And the university is built on demolished houses of Palestinians and it houses a military campus. So it very, it very much is involved in the whole process of the occupation from A to Z. Uh, and yet the university seems to have no issue having deep institutional ties with a university like this. So these are all ways in which we see that, you know, what we're doing right now, if we exist without doing something about it, we are also complicit. 
And then we should also note that when we want to do something about it and those people that try to practice their consciousness, practice solidarity, um, they're not allowed to because then, especially when within the purview of university or academia, they're deemed as, it's, it's a political topic, you can't speak about it. But when you're building houses or having ties or perpetuating the very system of occupation, house demolitions, expulsions, dispossessions of people, murder, mass incarceration, it's not political when institutions are doing it. Um, so it's quite fucked up, honestly. But, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a messy situation, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> wow. Should we go on to the next song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one is uh, Fresco. Fresco Omgekeerde Wereld. A Dutch Com- one this time. A Dutch one this time, <laughs> yes. Um, Belgian band, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Yes. Uh, But it counts, it counts, it definitely counts. Yeah. Let's do it. Ik hoor je zeggen, je bent een wereldburger. Waarom doe je nu je ogen dicht? Net beste artiest gewonnen frisse. Beter hou je nu je ogen dicht. Wat zou ik waard zijn als bekende rapper? Al bied ik nu gewoon geen tegenstand. Hoe kunnen mensen dit de oorlog noemen? Gaza heeft niet eens een leger man. Hoe kan een man het leven van een kindje nemen? Hoe kan ik ondertussen jullie blijven entertainen? Sta je nou eens voor dat jullie leven in die streken? Wat zouden jullie doen? Als jullie willen leven, als wij het beste Palestijnen nu geen leger bieden. Zeg me dit, hoe moet Hamas dan nu voor vrede kiezen? Politiek is vies, ik zie hoeveel liegen. Geen principes, is dit de oorlog of genocide? Oorlog of genocide, zouden dit de keuze zijn? Zouden dit de keuze zijn? Zouden dit mijn keuze zijn? Lieve broer, ik voel me machteloos. Oh lieve zus, vergeef me dat ik voor het laf verkoos. Ik lig begraven in mijn eigen angsten. Angsten die ik droom te hebben ooit. De onderdrukker maakt je huis een kooi Die hij dan plat met zijn raketten gooit Ik zag een vader om een baby huilen En zijn baby was niet eens een jaar Is dit hoe oorlog voeren gaat vandaag? Bombarderen, onschuldige mensen leven daar De Britten namen land en levens van de Indianen Nu noemen deze mensen zich Amerikanen En stunnen ze Israël om dit ook te doen In 2012, Obama hoort zich kapot te schamen Nu vallen doden van beide kanten, kijken landen toe hoe de lijken vallen. Mijn slijter, alle leugens worden wij verwarren. De meesten begrijpen amper hoe het zit te kiezen. Een ogen de woorden sluiten, want ze worden gek. Terwijl Palestijnen bezwijken door de stress en door gebrek. En hoop nu bereid zijn om ook te moorden en ervoor te sterven. Met de hoop om een nieuwe hoop te scheppen. Open de helle laatste maputen met een overketten in de naam van God. Mensen doden in de naam van God. Tot de haat, maar maak wat ik haat en ik maak je staat kapot. Israël, jullie hebben me alles afgenomen. Mijn eten onderdak, mijn zonen zonder. Sorry dat ik koos om zo te praten Woorden waar ik ook niet achter sta Maar ik kan niet kiezen, niets te kiezen Terwijl doden vallen Of heb je liever dat ik ondertussen grappen maak Ik wil je niet vermaken Ik spreek tot jullie als een vader Als ik mijn ogen nu sluit voor dit Beschouw me dan maar ook als dader Natuurlijk zitten we te hopen dat het beter gaat En willen we vrede daar, iedereen is tegen haat Makkelijk praten voor ons, wij lopen geen gevaar Ondertussen verandert Palestina en een reservaat Ze willen vrede maar geloven er niet in En dat snap ik, ik echt ook waarden aan mijn woning en gezin Burgers terroristen noemen om ze op te kunnen sluiten Om Israëlische mensen dan te stoppen in hun huizen Geloof dat je telt, inspiratie is een middel 
Geloof dat je telt, inspiratie is een middel. Geloof dat je telt, inspiratie is een middel. Voor al mijn mensen in de omgekeerde wereld. Waar veel te veel ouders en kinderen begraven moeten. Hun namen roemen en veel te lang om genade roepen. Maar kleine kinderen product zijn van haat en woede. Binnen dat de daders moeten en met stenen vaak gaan zoeken. Hoe heilig je God ook is. Kinderen zijn heilige. Ik een terrorist, jij probeert mijn kind te pijnigen. Kan het nog geen heilige? Kijk eens goed naar hoe ik leef. Mijn bevolking krimpt met de dag. Jouw nog groeit nog steeds. Again, lovely people. Uh, so, pertaining to what we were just talking about, or like related to what we were just talking about with our activities or our goals within the Netherlands um, and within this part of the Netherlands, um, I think it's very exciting and very important to tell you about something that we were working on with um, a couple of other organizations over the Netherlands, which was the fruit of collaboration with a lot of them. Um, it was a week of iconic, even legendary and, and beautiful mobilization and events around the Netherlands, around in different six different cities, 20 plus events uh, between panel discussions, conferences, workshops, Dabke dance workshops, also documentary screenings and also decolonial workshops as well um, in a show of beautiful unity and solidarity across different movements in the Netherlands and uh, yeah it just it just showed an illustration of what Palestinian culture history history and struggle and resistance are really about and um, we had amazing speakers there uh, from different professors 
lawyers, academics, and, and many students, and most of them were also student organizations. And this was the first year that something like this happens, which is super fucking exciting. And I think it's it's worthy of mentioning. And although the events have passed, the week has passed, I think it's good to look back at it and reflect on how successful it really was, and not just by you know capitalist standards of what success is, <laughs> but uh, but by but how you know the, the events happened but as as a person like i have to say it was fucking beautiful like seeing all those people get together from all over the region from different backgrounds and cultures and professions um sort of come together to express solidarity and spread awareness and knowledge and sort of resist the silencing attempts that a lot of palestinian movements a lot of palestinian organizations have been facing over the past I mean, of course, since forever, but like particularly, especially in the Netherlands over the past couple of months. Um, and, you know, silencing all those people that are for the Palestinian cause, wherein the Palestinian cause is a cause against, you know, the advocates for it are, again, those of anti-racist, anti anti-Zionist ideologies, anti-colonial, anti all of those things that strip us from our humanity and, and divide us. Um, so it was it was really beautiful to like come together and, and see how we can express otherwise. We can create love, we can create the practice of hope, we can create solidarity, genuine solidarity. Um, but of course, there's always dismay when it comes to the West. You can, uh, I think Omar is gonna tell us a bit about what happened, especially in Leiden, and uh, also bits at UM. Uh, with regards to silencing attempts and not allowing us to sort of express yes. and have the freedom of, yeah. That was really nicely described. And to make it, this wasn't a long time ago, this was a couple of weeks ago, yes. we had some events at the university. You may have seen signs up across the city. And this was part of um, Israeli Apartheid Week, which is uh, a week which aims to mobilize people in different grassroots groups to raise awareness and hold cultural events about Israeli apartheid and what it is. Um, and if you want to know more, you can always reach out. Um, and what we faced in the Netherlands as different groups, because we do work with similar groups in other cities that we've come in touch with, um, we've we found that universities are in varying degrees trying to restrict this conversation from happening within campus. And um, I say within var with varying degrees, because you have universities like um, the Institute of Social Studies, which actually helped in organizing these events. And then you have or, uh, universities like Leiden, which um, canceled an event organized by Students for Palestine, which was going to discuss Israel and Repeatedly, apartheid. Huh? They canceled it twice for the reason that the moderator was not neutral enough to talk on the subject. And the moderator is an anthropologist who happens to be Palestinian, a Palestinian woman. So it's not a surprise that a, a, a woman of color was canceled from moderating a discussion about something that she herself has faced in the past. Um, and, and the university never clarified what it meant by neutral in a moderator. It just cancelled the event because I of the moderator. They meant like the Israeli ambassador to the UN, you know? That's the thing. That's the thing. Universities have been very, you know, even UM has been very openly inviting um, Israeli ambassadors and officials to the university. Um, but I also talk about a bit very briefly about our, our own context here at the University of Maastricht because we were able to hold these events, um, but not without a struggle. We had to 
have continuous meetings and pressure and back and forths with the university in order to have any of these meetings take, take place, whether it's the movie screening, whether it's the panel discussion. Um, we even had to change the name of our whole series. We could not call it Israeli Apartheid Week. They policed what we were able to call our own events. It had to be called FPM Event Series, which is a bit of a lame name. But <laughs> we, uh, we really, every, every aspect of what we were organizing was policed. But the positive out of this is that we, the events did take place. The people did attend. We did have those conversations. And it was fucking amazing. And it was amazing. Uh, and we hope that, you know, soon universities begin to uphold their uh, norms of academic freedom and of allowing their students to organize and giving their students the space to do this. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, what is the point of having all these performative structures within a university, having a diversity office and then not allowing the diversity to speak? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have heard about terms like uh, anti-Semitism. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm a bit confused about that because... In my understanding, like Semitism is like a language group, linguistic group, right? Yeah. So in my understanding- so Palestinians are also Semites by definition. Yeah. So yeah. You're actually sitting with three Semites here in the room. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't understand. Like but if it's, is it anti-Semitism if you like, if you don't like yeah, Arabic, if you don't like Hebrew, no, that's I don't like, know. <laughs> in the context of the Palestinian cause, that term is used, like it's a classical strategy by colonial powers to weaponize and racialize religion. Um, and of course, you can see that different faiths are practiced differently. But when you associate a faith with an ideological movement like Zionism, so you just associate Judaism with Zionism, then it becomes problematic. But then for the colonial power, that makes it so much easier for them to enact their fascist ideologies. Because if you criticize us, then you criticize our religion, our faith. Um, when there's a lot of our Jewish comrades that are most supportive all the time, and they are very anti-Zionist as well, being anti-Zionist is being anti-racist, being anti-fascist, which is crucial to any cause that any human struggles with around this world in this modern society. So yeah, yeah just a classical strategy used and it's it's really a huge fallacy. It's a very flawed argument. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, this was something I genuinely uh, yeah. didn't know. <laughs> uh, it's a good question. And Sham, basically like anti-Semitism, although it, it, it originally, very, originally it, yeah. means, it means being against Semitic peoples, yeah. um, which includes the whole region of the Levant, uh, it, it is used now to mean anti-Jewishness, um, and this is—it's one of the accusations that's thrown a lot at anyone who speaks up for Palestine, um, including Jewish people who speak up for Palestine. That's that's yeah. a lot of people we work with They're who are not real Jews, who have individually been accused of being anti-Semitic um, Jewish people, but. Uh, th that's why it's really important to you know keep these two things very much distinguished. You know, you can be Jewish and very much against the Israeli state. Oh yeah, 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 you for can sure. Be Jewish and for with. sure. So uh, one would hope all Jews would be against the Israeli state. Oh, yeah. there are plenty of Jewish. I mean, yeah. politics is politics anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, even within Israel, yeah, sure, it's a political argument. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, one of course, like, must reiterate and, and really emphasize that anti-Semitism is a huge problem. But when in the case of Palestine, it's really really weaponized. used way out of proportion and weaponized very very heavily um and way out of proportion but N not just out of proportion it's used it, incorrectly yeah, the, yeah yeah but we do like especially it's coincidental that now in the netherlands there is actually a rise in anti-semitism um from the the, the far-right groups yeah. that we see around uh uh, you know, waving Nazi flags at anti-corona marches and, and oh, yeah. making these comparisons. And, you know, we're also actively in the movements that fight those, you know, the anti-fascist movement in Maastricht as one of the examples. Um, so it's, it's a very real thing. But True, true, true. This true. is a good example of 
how it's all interrelated because um, using anti-Zionism incorrectly is also hurting the Jews. So it's not just hurting the Palestinians or people fighting for Palestine. It's also hurting the Jews that are suffering from it because it's being misused all the time and it's also losing its effect to some people. Because now whenever I hear someone yell the word it's anti-Semitic, I already roll my eyes because I'm like, you don't even know what that word means and you're using it in the wrong context. But if it is used then in the right context, I already have that response of rolling my eyes because I've heard it so many times incorrectly. So that's why it's so important to not just fight for Palestine if you're Palestinian, but to fight for all causes because you're human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm glad you glad you clarified that. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Shall we have a short break with um with the song that we're gonna cut short? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. It's in this chapter nine. Am I correct? Yes, by Pravini. Pravini. She's a great artist. Cool. Excuse me, I don't want to fuss, I just want to be 
now I'm going to talk a little bit about why you should join Free Palestine Maastricht. And um, for me, making the decision to join was quite easy. Uh, and it was simply because I was tired of listening to the news and reading about stuff I didn't agree with and I think should be different and could be different. Um, because oftentimes, um, when thinking of the vast list of everything that's going on in the world right now and all the things that need our attention, such as climate change or the local housing crisis, it is easy to get overwhelmed and feel immobilized. But we're not. We're not immobilized. We're here tonight to remind everyone listening that we have agency over this unfolding and worsening situation. You can join the Free Palestine and climate protests. We can be creative forces moving people to act or a political advocate or a community leader. And that's also what we're doing. We're building a community of like-minded people that don't simply wish that the world were better and the future brighter, but are also willing to do something about it, willing to step outside of your comfort zone and let your voices be heard, saying enough is enough. We will no longer stand for deals and ties that promise economic prosperity to the wealthy few at the expense of real human suffering and lives. We need to stand up and work together to win back the positive perspective of the future we were all born with, but that the news quickly kicked out of us. So there are a lot of struggles that are luckily intersectional. Um, so by fighting for one, you're fighting for all. So why not join a local and fun group like Free Palestine uh, with the most amazing, kind and loving people that will welcome you with open arms? Beautiful. Well, I, that that I'm glad you mentioned that that you mentioned the uh, free Palestine movement in context with climate change, and initially you mentioned well, well neo Nazism, let's say within quotes, uh, anti vaxxing um, yeah, it's sort of like everyone's in, welcome in one bunch. <laughs> <laughs> They're also welcome. That's good to know. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, exactly what Nadine said. And we're also fun. We have hummus. So if you want to join. <laughs> oh my God, how oriental of you. <laughs> Thanks. No, you got you to gotta attract someone. Um, to no, add like a little promo. Um, if you go to our Insta page, um, which is freepalestine.maastricht, um, and you go to the post of the Dabke dance night, one of the pictures is um, of the food that was prepped oh. that night. Oh, you're going to be <laughs> <And> very tempted. <laughs> two comments we got were, one was, oh, this is the best thing I've ever had. And two was, oh, I wish I could put this in my mouth more often. So, That's what she said. <laughs> so the food was great. The people amazing. The vibe was there. So why not you next time? <laughs> Most likely. Why not? I feel like it's kind of catfishing because the person who cooked <laughs> that has left Maastricht in the meantime. But we will find someone we else. <laughs> will. There's, we, will. we can do we more. Food is we important. Can. Food is important. Yeah, yeah. Important. And it was free. So for all the broke students out there. <laughs> you hey, might you might get overwhelmed. All the givings of the land are free. That's also <laughs> climate change stuff. I mean, fuck man, Israeli government cuts down olive trees. No. Yeah. Ugh. That's where we stop. That's too far. <laughs> I mean, killing people is one thing. We will not be demoralized. <laughs> For every olive tree they kill, we weep and then we plant another one and then another ten. I'm glad you do. Fuck yes. I'm glad you do. <laughs> Cool, but we are sadly reaching towards the end of the hour. Shall we? Well, massive thanks first of all to Omar, Nadine, Dana. Thank you so much. You want to mention something quickly about um, Some a nice couple of events. upcoming yes, events? Please. Yeah. So, I mean, in general, 
if you want to know a bit more, we have a monthly vigil at, on the first Saturday of every month uh, at the markets where we just stand around, chat, talk, reach out to people. Um, you can find more info about that on our social media. Uh, we're also planning a screening at Lumiere Cinema at the end of May and a uh, embroidery workshop, it traditional Palestinian um, Tatris. And yes, the screening is of It Must Be Heaven. Uh, it's a pretty cool film. Um, but in general, to stay up to date on all of that, follow our socials at freepalestine.maastricht or reach out uh, to one of us or via email and we'll be in touch. Thank you very much. And from my side, a very quick shout out on the cultural agenda in Maastricht on, um, outside uh, FPM. So this is um, an art and poetry couch session at the Galdice in Lanbo Belang yes. tomorrow from 7 to 12 o'clock. So if you've got time, and yeah, please go check it out. Yeah, and you probably see us there as well. <laughs> no, and Sham, thank you so much, and thank you to Student Radio yeah, and everyone for hosting us. Thanks for coming thank by. You. Hello. Hello, hello. You're listening, you listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM.